Hello there guys, what is going on? Son of Chelsea back here again for another edition of Let's Talk Chelsea. Hope you're doing well and keeping safe. Now before we get into today's video, which is all about Chelsea's transfer revolution and the strategy behind signing players at the club, just want to ask you guys to hit that subscribe button and a notification bell so you never miss an upload daily videos on this channel about Chelsea FC. So make sure if you haven't already to make sure you never miss an upload, hit that notification bell and the subscribe button. So let's get into today's video. It's an article from The Athletic yesterday that really goes in depth behind the scenes at Chelsea in terms of transfer strategy because there's a lot of mystery surrounding Chelsea's recruitment policy and there's been concerns from fans in recent years about what goes on and the link up between the board and the head coach and sort of in between that and dealing with transfers and the level of recruitment, trying to see if Chelsea can get up to the level of other teams like Man City and Liverpool and bridge that gap with recruitment. And I think this is a really interesting and enlightening article that you can take a lot out of really. And it really teaches us a lot about not only transfers, but what's going on at the club. And I think it really comes out quite positively, actually. So we're going to get into it. Covert Scouts, Modern Data and Marina, the leader, Chelsea's transfer revolution, the title of this article. Despite his relative inexperience, Lampard is leading the conversation over who Chelsea do and don't try to sign. He has further cultivated a healthy working relationship with the director Marina and is regarded internally as a real asset in persuading transfer targets to join. I think early on in this article, what you really learn is the influence Frank Lampard is having. And there was a lot of concern especially during January when Chelsea didn't sign any players, that somehow Lampard was being betrayed. You know, the board weren't listening to him. It, it was the same sort of situation that you heard a lot with Sarri and Conte and previous managers as well. But I think the Hakim Ziyech deal really proved the opposite. And that's what this article goes into as well, that Lampard very much had a first-hand influence. And it's not just from the article's point of view, it's also from Hakim Ziyech who gives quotes to the athletic here and these quotes talking about the transfer let's go through them I was in contact with him for weeks at first it was mainly by phone we had a few long conversations about his approach his playing style the club and about me later on we texted a lot he was such a big player and he was a midfielder so I can learn a lot from him I had a good feeling after I talked with him and that feeling only became stronger there was no doubt in my mind and that's something that's really important and really important that Lampard is very early on his first signing is getting the players he wants and um, identifying a player going out there, having conversations with the player, understanding his character, if he's ready and you know willing to be at Chelsea and whether he's the right character to be at Chelsea. Because it's not only about, when you read a lot about scouting now, it's about that character. It's about the person themselves rather than just the talent and the ability. You know, it's matching those two, two things up. And Ziyech, in his own words, talking about Lampard's playing style, his vision for Chelsea, these are all you know, empowering things. And these are things as fans you want to hear that Lampard does have this long-term vision uh, with Chelsea as well. And that's why that deal happened. And having the influence is something that's absolutely key and is why and hopefully is going to be key in Chelsea getting back to the top and Lampard being a success at Chelsea. Um, I think what's really interesting as well is that, of course, there has been that conflict before with managers, recent managers with the board and transfers. And the article says that Lampard's approachable demeanour and desire to be a willing ear, as one source describes it, to scouting recommendations have been appreciated. And this more collegiate atmosphere has promoted hope that damaging tensions over transfer strategy of past managers will not be repeated, which is really good and really healthy. And you get that sense with Frank Lampard, you know, to get the sense that 
especially in press conferences, even when maybe in January you got a little bit more maybe aggressive or touchy, you know, you never get the sense he's going to uh, really damage the club's reputation in a press conference. He's always trying to big up his players, big up his squad and big up the club itself. And I think that's really helpful and keeps a healthy relationship. As much as fans, we want to be on Lampard's side. It is about internally having that good working relationship with people inside the club as well and having that respect. And I think um, that's what really comes across in this article as well. Um, and then we come to Scott McLaughlin, who has been Chelsea's head scout. It's really interesting because once again, there's so much secrecy regarding Chelsea and our scouting. Uh, we know his name. We know who he is. But... For the first time reading this article, you get to learn what he's been doing, what his role has been. The article explains that McLaughlin's remit has expanded to include the UK scouting operation ever since he's reported directly to Granovskaya. And the lack of urgency to appoint a new technical director underlines the club's satisfaction with how the more streamlined structure is functioning. And I think it's interesting as well, they go into Chelsea scouting and the fact that Chelsea have a very secretive, almost... Uh, bond approach to scouting when they go to stadiums to scout players uh it says you know you could be sitting next to a chelsea scout they they try to blend in they buy tickets for games and they have sort of this secret code in their scouting reports you know if you got a hold of a chelsea scouting report there'd be a lot of stuff that you wouldn't be able to understand it's not that plain and basic and a lot of top clubs do this but apparently chelsea are one of the best at doing this and i think that's just curious and quite exciting as a fan to understand sort of uh you know the secret way of going about things and chelsea trying to be smarter and wiser in their scouting to potentially get ahead of the game in recruiting new players and uh, from you go from Scotland McLaughlin and then you go to Marina which uh, is a name we've all known the expert negotiator at Chelsea the woman who's really at the forefront of, of breaking these deals and getting them done um, she's been quoted as being one of the most powerful women in football and she is an expert negotiator and I think that what you learn from this is certain situations where one really good one where you understand how ruthless she is and why she puts the club first. Firstly, the Diego Costa situation when he went able in the summer of 2017. Um, Costa apparently was texting her throughout that summer uh, and wanting his departure to Atletico Madrid. And she was unwilling to make that move happen and make that deal a possibility until Chelsea got the right deal, which they eventually did. And Costa moved on. And one of other things as well is we've concerned with this link up at the club of not having a technical director before um director of football whatever the title correct title is um about her expertise and potentially being involved in deciding and scouting that's really a load of rubbish basically what this article explains is that her expertise lies in the business of transfers um relies on the input of first team head coach and scouting reports presented by mclaughlin and take the lead in identifying club targets once a player is identified she initiates talks and makes the final decision on the deal so she's not out there scouting herself which is um sort of been a bit of hyperbole on social media in the past um so there is that link up and that's you know really good to hear that there are people experts in their field uh working on that and being at the best it and that's what you want in a club um the one mistake she did make and we we heard about this in the time that Chelsea were involved in potentially trying to sign Allison, and apparently that was the club's first choice target to replace Thibaut Courtois but apparently Marina was uh, still hopeful they could convince Courtois to stay of course Courtois didn't and that led to Chelsea having to rush out and spend a world record fee on Kepa so 
that was a mistake there. But really, in this article, you find out from quotes from other people as well, is how highly respected Marina is and why really, and you've seen it with Chelsea. You know, I think it's not just about getting contracts done, which we've been brilliant at recently, signing all these great young players to new long-term deals. It's also about selling as well. Chelsea are really good at getting great fees. Alvaro Morata for 60 million to Atletico Madrid. We've had David Luiz in the past uh, when he went to PSG for a high fee. Matic for 40 million. I mean, Chelsea are really good at getting good, good deals and Marina is definitely responsible for that um, and she comes off well from this as well and j just yeah I, I definitely I've only really brushed the surface of this um, I definitely encourage you if you're interested go and read the article on The Athletic it's really in depth there's a lot of great information in there and the way things are done I think in a lot of ways we're quite naive to it in terms of the inside and outs of transfers but I think it's really an enlightening article and a really good one to read if you're interested but I think what comes out of this article is for me Lampard's legacy and what I mean by that is what is the impact Lampard is going to have at Chelsea. Because I, I very much feel that Lampard, his intention at Chelsea is quite unselfish. You know, you've seen that in the sense that he's embedded so many young players into the team. He's looking to the future of Chelsea and not only probably his time at the club, but trying to create a squad and players and young players that can help Chelsea and benefit Chelsea for a number of years, maybe the next decade, creating a new spine at Chelsea um, that he used to have when he was a player. And that is really unselfish because we've seen it with other managers who believe their time probably at the club is very short and has been very short, that they're only thinking about the short term. They're not thinking about the long term, leaving a legacy at the club. And you can understand why it's a double-edged sword. I'll come to this in a sec, but I think that's why Lampard getting the next generation into the first team this year, being really successful with it, bringing in these young players, having the trust and faith of them, seeing something we haven't seen at Chelsea previously. That's been helped by the transfer ban, but really I think you have to give Lampard a lot of credit for that. And I think that's helped him in the trust and influence he's got in transfers and he needs, but I think... Um, him doing that and really setting up the future of Chelsea beyond his tenure um, probably is helping him in recruitment really and leaving a legacy probably for him when he eventually leaves Chelsea as you know painful as it will be for Chelsea fans is he'll have that mark that like the likes of Billy Gilmore, Reese James, Mason Mount, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, um, Tammy Abraham, Fakaro Tamori. You hope all these players will be first team players at Chelsea for a number of years and you'll always remember that Frank Lampard was the one to give them their breakthrough really and just as I was talking about Sarri and Conte for instance you know if a manager from a you know especially a foreign manager comes in and they know that at Chelsea their time is very limited and pressured they're not going to be thinking too much about the long term they're going to be thinking about maybe their own career um, getting those transfers in winning as much as they can within their own career I think it's double-edged sword you know if, if a manager comes in and knows their time is extremely limited they're under so much pressure to achieve high I could understand why they'd prioritize their tenure rather than just maybe the long-term future of the club I can understand that but it's also you know the club having to deal with that as well having to think about long-term and the integration of youth is a very important factor within that and Chelsea looking to be more self-sustainable. We've talked about the uh, the new stadium potentially in the coming years. Uh, bringing in young players and what Lampard has done could potentially save the club absolute fortunes in transfer fees and wages uh, with new players, which of course really helps. And it's really positive to me because we had these concerns last year that recruitment and thinking is being more linked up now. We've got Petacek within there as well, who claims, seems to be a middleman, seems to be working really well. He hasn't got that technical director sort of title, but you get the sense potentially he can lean into that and you get the sense that Chelsea actually aren't that big on getting that person in. They feel confident they've already got the structure there. And 
that's what we need. That's what Chelsea need to compete and get back to the top of the Premier League because we've seen it recently, Chelsea potentially falling behind in that sense, um, not being as linked up with the manager, having that conflict with managers and not having the right structure to bring in the right players. We saw the disastrous 2017 transfer. I think recruitment at Chelsea has improved. I think if you look at the track record now of recent signings from Jorginho, Mateo Kovacic, Christian Pulisic, now Hakim Ziyech, we don't know what Ziyech is going to be like at Chelsea, but I think these are all players in the profile that we want to see as fans come to Chelsea and do believe will improve. And it's really reassuring as a fan. Of course, this could all be PR spin. You know, this could all be a nice thing that looks good right now, but in a year's time could look very poorly. Of course, it's all down to results and players coming in that you sign having a good impact and being successful players. But at the same time, I think as fans, it's reassuring personally to me to know Lampard is going to get that backing at the start. He is going to get that trust and he is going to be very heavily involved with the way the club goes in recruitment. So I think that's all very important. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. What are your thoughts on this article? If you go and read it, what are your thoughts on Lampard's recruitment and his influence and having that influence? Do you think this can be really successful for Chelsea or do you think Chelsea still need a director of football? Would you like to see a director of football come in to replace Semenalo because that position still hasn't been filled? Um, and the future of Chelsea Football Club, let me know in the comments below. But thank you guys so much for taking the time to watch this video. If you did enjoy it, hit that subscribe button and a notification bell to never miss an upload follow me on twitter at son of chelsea and i'll see you again